And welcome back to another episode of Civil Discord, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. I am the notorious BLG out here in the People's Republic of Texas, Maurice Jones, the lovely great state that has a, a gubernatorial election coming up here pretty soon. And one of our guys we'll probably talk about here later and how much of an idiot he is. Um, but yes, uh, we're out here having having a blast uh out here in the great state of texas it's been hot it's been great um my grass is taking so i am now officially a homeowner homeowner i care more about my grass than i do anything else in this world so (laughs) um and with me again more here more often than i am is the great supreme overlord of liberty the one who knows almost everything and is a very much the smartest person on the call always the smartest person in the room even though she hates to admit it is amanda out there in the people's republic of california amanda how's it going i'm good i hate to admit it because your background is actually like our disinformation governance officer i feel like you're 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 the the insignia in your background is in fact the most intelligent person in in this podcast um it's really both of our spirits are in that insignia um for sure clearly i provided the the body type for for the drawing (laughs) (laughs) Um, but at any rate i'm doing well uh the summer has started and uh yeah let's uh we've kicked it off yeah summer started for both of us i'm out of school because i'm no longer teaching you're out of school um your quarter is over or whatnot so it is summer is officially kicking off for those of us who are in the um education realm i should say uh but yeah, there are there were um, we took a week off or whatnot, which is fine, completely fine. There were a lot of things that had happened over the past couple of weeks, and a lot of things that we were going to touch on, mainly because uh, a lot of them do are centered around some sort of firearms and things of that nature. Um, but that being said, if you were sleeping under a rock, um, as most of us typically do not do if we're on social media, you know that Amber Heard and the Johnny Depp trial was going, 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 and one group had a had a had um i would say some competent lawyers and the other one eh, i think their lawyers were maybe they or maybe she ordered them her wish or wish.com or something i don't know where she got these lawyers from but a man. competent lawyer a competent <laughs> lawyer i want to say like benjamin rottenborn acquitted himself all right uh one one of one of amber heard's counsel but he wasn't mm. her lead counsel right um and yeah yeah, I feel so, like if he'd we'd stuck with his argument and his his theory of the case, this would have gone much differently. But, for sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, the the Johnny Depp trial has come to a sad end. I say sad because I don't I don't get to watch the circus anymore. That's yeah. why I say sad. <laughs> um, no, it has actually come to a to to, to a very good end. Um, depending on how you look at it. Um, hopefully 99.9% of the people who look at it say that this was a good end for us. But Johnny Depp won on all three accounts. Um, I do believe Amber Heard on Amber Heard one on one account was, was, was she won on one of her claims, and it's really interesting to mm-hmm. uh to I feel like it's a really interesting um reason for which she won and how that all worked. I mean, it was a wild case because you had two parties um, that were, at least in some cases, both found liable for statements that they did not make directly. um, And that in Heard's case, she didn't even make it by mentioning Johnny Depp. So 
defamation mm -hmm. by implication. Um, but I feel like that, you know, that, that it's, it's a really cool in the weeds kind of, kind of reasoning for why her did in fact win mm -hmm. on a particular defamation claim. Um, it's not inconsistent. I will say that the claim on which she won, um, the, the jury found that Depp through his attorney, Adam Waldman, previous attorney had defamed her. That was in regard to a specific incident mm. that the jury found there was not evidence to conclude that that incident occurred the way Waldman said it occurred. Right. Um, the jury did, however, find that in terms of the general account of abuse, uh, there was not sufficient evidence that Depp had abused her. And in fact, the preponderance of evidence suggested that he did not abuse her in the ways that she insinuated implied in the op-ed. Um, so it's, right. in, it's not an inconsistent verdict. I feel like the jury instructions were worded so as to lead them to conclude the the bit about defamation from from Adam Waldman. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, that's that's a little bit in the weeds, and, and I might geek out about it in an article <laughs> or something. <laughs> maybe not maybe not the topic for a podcast lecture, but it is very interesting. It's an interesting verdict itself, for sure. So I think Johnny ended up winning. What was it like? He. Eight million, eight point six million, or some something around that. It will come to eight million three hundred fifty thousand okay. dollars. The reason for that is that Virginia has a statutory cap on punitive damages. Mm. Uh, so initially, the jury had said ten million in compensatory damages, five million in punitive damages. That five million gets wiped away because there's that compens or that statutory cap. So then that's ten point three five, and then that gets taken down because Heard was awarded. 2 million in right. and compensatory damages only right. uh, the equivalent of her Aquaman salary. I think that's how they came to that number. I'm not sure about <laughs> how they came to 15, but it's a jury. I'm like, hey, it is what it is. So I, 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 I will say this, that I, I am happy for Johnny um, on this. I, I am happy that, that other people were able to see exactly what he dealt with and how, um, how I, I i it's it's very rare to to say that somebody is males have been victims of some sort of abuse yeah. or things of that nature and and it's always i mean even that whole me too movement believe all women unless they were manhandled by joe biden but um it's 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 literally believe all women until um, they 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 are proven innocent. So everybody is deemed guilty until proven innocent, which is of course not how things are in in our judicial system, or mm -hmm. not how things should be. I'm not gonna say that's not how things are. It's not how things should be in our judicial system. So it's it. I I will say I'm happy for him. He won some money. He got he he was able to recoup a little bit of what he lost. I mean, because he. Again, he lost way more than that as far as money is concerned. Like, if we're being real, um, I mean, if we're talking about the whole Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, like him no longer being on that is a whole is a huge chunk of change. I will say this though, I have not seen a whole lot of Johnny Depp commercials. Um, for the longest time, I didn't see any like I, I used to see a lot, and then they just stopped. And I was yeah. just like, Oh, and then today I'm flipping through the channels and I'm watching, I was like, 
Oh, it's a Johnny Depp commercial. It's a, uh, it was a Dior commercial. Oh, okay. fragrance. I was like, Oh, look at him. Hey, he's back out there. I tried to see if his finger, um, was still missing, but I, I, I'm pretty sure it was a previously ran, uh, commercial that they just, um, that, that they just put back on. So one's well, probably cleaned up now. I mean, that was way back when he got his finger, when he got right. his finger cut off. For sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, so, so there are Elaine Bredehoff, who is Amber Heard's lead attorney, um, has been making the rounds saying that she intends to appeal. I do not think that an appeal is likely to be granted. Mm-hmm. Um, partly because, you know, she, She's kind of switching her story. She says, well, you know, we won in the UK and the jury wasn't allowed to hear that we won in the UK. So a couple things. They didn't win in the UK. A lot of people do know this, but Amber Heard was not a party in the UK. She was a witness. And the question at issue was also not about whether Johnny Depp abused Amber Heard. The question at issue was whether the son, which is a British tabloid, mm-hmm. had the reasonable expo- expectation that their source, in this case, Amber Heard, was telling the truth about abuse right. claims. Right. Uh, and in that case, the judge, you know, the judge relied heavily on the fact that Johnny Depp was a drug user, um, which made him less credible, and that Amber mm-hmm. Heard had donated her divorce settlement, which made her more credible. We since learned that Amber Heard also used drugs. Maurice is doing his little bunny rabbit scare <laughs> quote there. Um, she Donated. Had, she also pledged, Maurice, she pledged the $7 million. <laughs> there it is. Had not donated. And she uses pledges, pledged and donate synonymously. Um, I, I didn't know that was a thing in the English language. I didn't either. I literally did the not. Same thing. But I'm a pledge a lot of things to a lot of people <laughs> now. <laughs> I mean, that's great. That's great news for me. That is exactly. Really great. We're going to get a lot of people pledging a million dollars to us. I'm going to pledge some articles, GML. Exactly. Pledge my student loans. That's all. Right. You know, um, that's fantastic. I'll pledge my taxes, IRS next year. <laughs> uh, I, don't think that, I don't think the appeal is likely to be, to be granted. Sure. Um, you know, and the other interesting thing is that Bretta Hoft is saying that the jury was influenced by the internet. She's accusing the jury of breaking their, you know, admonition to stay offline. The thing was that if the jury had been online, I actually don't think they would have returned the verdict in favor of Amber Heard that they did. Because if you'd been online, you would have known that there were in fact two calls placed to the LAPD um, the night that Adam Waldman was talking about what Adam Waldman said was that, you know, Amber and her friends set Johnny Depp up. They placed one call to the LAPD and then the police came and found nothing. And so then they roughed the place up, spilled some wine, called the police again, and the police came back. But the jury only heard evidence of one phone call being made. So you'd conclude, okay, well, there's only one phone call that's made. So I don't think that's true. But the internet knew that there were two 911 calls that were made. So if the jury had been looking at the internet, I actually don't think they would have found in favor of Amber on any of the counts, um, which is really interesting. But the real victim in all of this, um, the real victim, Maurice is Taylor Lorenz. Mm. I don't, I don't know if you know this. She suffered the journalistic equivalent of of being dragged through broken glass um, by writing a misleading story that made uh, false claims about content creators 
um, violated some journalistic ethics in, in failing to adequately report out those claims, uh, had her editor issue a stealth correction in an attempt to cover for her, uh, had that correction caught, uh, the correction was still wrong, had another correction issue, and then blamed the editor for the miscommunication during mm. Pride Month. Mm. So it's, it's a mm. dark, yeah. dark day uh, for women who are bad at pretending to cry. Um, and <laughs> yeah, what, what happened was there was a tug of war in terms of the media coverage on this trial. And this is what I find so interesting. It's tug of war between trad media and trad media, I guess. That's <laughs> 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 our title. Or were trad media, traditional media outlets, were covering this the way that they always did. They had mm-hmm. reporters that were not really, uh, in some cases were following the trial, but not glued to it, obviously. They have other jobs, right. it's understandable. They've got other stories. Um, we're reading a lot of copy. Um, and they were showing clips of the most sensationalist elements of the trial. Is what This mm. is a method they've been taught works. But there's another method now that we have that we didn't have before, which is that you have the YouTubers, the actual renaissance of expertise, ladies and gentlemen. We had YouTube lawyers. We had YouTube experts yeah. that were streaming not just the arguments, not just the witnesses. You're streaming arguments about jury instructions you had millions of people watching that and the lawyers were yep. breaking this down saying here's here's what's interesting about this here's what's interesting about that a lot of them pretty impartial um there were there was a bias but there was you know they were talking about what both sides were doing right what both sides were doing wrong yep. and uh and people were really into that so then the narrative had to shift in trad media to, oh no, oh no, these TikTokers who are just sensationalizing mm. the trial and don't mm-hmm. know anything about it, and there are no experts. We don't have any experts. We, we got the expert. The experts are here. See, here's here's expert. Here's an expert. He hasn't watched the trial, but he's definitely an expert. And then and just this hyperventilating. And this is a really not even a canary in a coal mine, but it's a sign that people there there is a market for personality and Mm -hmm. expertise and reporting that respects viewers. That's the huge distinction that I see between trad and chad media. Um, So I'm really excited, but it is very irritating to see the way that traditional media has responded to this renaissance of expertise. For sure. And there was a, there, there was actually one girl who, who who's on TikTok. She popped up on my for you page um as I was scrolling one time. But but she she had it mentioned about how the cop was following her out and then turned around and picked up the water the water bottle because this there was a big discussion about what's in the water bottle and why right. Amber Heard was was hiding the water bottle right. and, and and all this, which was I mean, it's it's it is it's all speculation. Let's Amber Heard, um, yeah, had a water bottle on the stand and then she exactly. threw it in the trash can and then there was a clip right. of, of a cop running and grabbing that water bottle. Right. And somebody was like, oh my gosh, what is that? What is that? Like, and and it was it's crazy because Court TV actually picked up this specific TikTok and was like, okay, like they actually it was actually going back for some other evidence that was out. It wasn't necessarily the um the water bottle that was in the trash can and this, that and and this, that, and the third. But it's it's interesting to see how you have your as you deemed it trad. So you, you have your your traditional media outlets, your court TVs who sit there and they just and they 
they talk about things. They're not really like diving into it, but they there are people who 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 report on it more often than, than than other media outlets. But they're they still aren't the the experts of the experts who have been who who are necessarily eyes glued to this the whole time. And and they are now kind of I, I guess you would say almost blurring the lines of those media outlets, which I think is a good thing for, for, for them to be able to say like, okay, for them to adapt and say like, okay, here's how people truly respond to media. Here's, here's how technology is advancing here. We can now reach the masses by doing TikTok lives or by doing YouTube lives and not, and not having everybody tune into court TV. Like nobody wants to watch court TV. Let's be real. Like, my watches. Most people don't even realize Court TV is an actual TV channel. Like I used so to it's... watch it with my dad. I used to watch Forensic <laughs> Files. Well, see things like that for sure. Like, because I, I there have been trials that I've watched on Court TV. The, what was there was one um, about some crazy girl. I can't remember her name. This was probably back in 2013 or so. Was it Casey Anthony? Yes, there was a Casey, Casey Anthony, Anthony yeah. trial. Um, the, so it's like they. They were t- they were discussing all of that, but to 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 see them kind of start to blur those lines of okay, is this traditional media reporting, or are we going to use a technology or use things that people actually respond to in order for us to reach said masses that that we need to? And and granted, this is this is a a I mean it's 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 Amber Heard and Johnny Depp like th- this. is it's it's a big deal on in the sense of like okay we um people make things up and, th- and things of that nature which is why i think this was this was under the scope of so many people i mean i heard people with some crazy outlandish takes talking about we can't let johnny depp win this trial because then it gives it, it puts the the power back in the hands of men and so forth i'm just like okay That's- like n- that is so sick, but it's not how our anyway, works. Yeah. You're exactly. not judged by your ethnicity. You're not judged by your gender. You're not judged right. by any identity group. You're judged for who you, for not even for who you are. You're judged for what you did exactly. uh, or what you're alleged to have done. Exactly. That like, is the only thing that matters. So, and, and to hear those, those takes, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is horrendous. But to, to be able to, to offset that with people who actually know. I mean, there were, I mean, you, you referenced there earlier, TikTok lawyers. There are people who were literally streaming the case live and making comments on what just happened live, like actual lawyers. I actual was watching lawyers. them. I like, was yes. watching them. They were great. And, yes, yeah. they're great. And 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 like you said, they they weren't necessarily partial to to the to um to one side or the other. They, I mean, they had some biases or whatnot, but I mean. Every single lawyer has a bias one way or the other. I mean, that that's just kind of how things work. I mean, if I was a lawyer, I would definitely be a defense attorney and I would have and I would have some biases towards the fence. Like that's just how naturally I am or whatnot. But I, I just I, it was super, super, super fun to watch, Um, even though I, I, my wife was like, I, I kind of don't really know what's going on. And and then um uh we talked about uh we um, I just sat down. We watched we watched Pirates of the Caribbean last night. Um as like not in celebration or anything like that. Like we went over to my mother-in-law's and it just happened to be on. And I was just like, Oh goodness. And I literally thought it would have been so great. And I know there are already memes about this because I am not the smartest man in the world at all, nor am I creative in, in that, in that bit at all either. But it would have been great if Johnny Depp 
as the jury was uh, like as the, the the case was being um was 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 kind of being not not dismissed in a legal term dismissed but people were people were leaving and whatnot and Johnny Depp stood up to the microphone and said and remember this was the time that you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow no. I'm like that would have been gold would have been gold Johnny Depp yeah <laughs> the, but uh, and of course because that, that that's how he he ended almost every Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, movie or so whatnot so it was good it was very it, it was very good I, I again i'm happy for johnny i mean eight points eight point three million dollars it's that's a lot of money like don't get me wrong that's a lot of money but it's compared to the money that he's lost over everything that has happened to him over these past i mean was it six years now yeah and i mean not? who knows five, if, he'll, if he'll see it i mean so his he doesn't have to to collect it all he doesn't have to to say sure. that we want it all and even if he does i don't know if if that is going to be a possibility i mean for collections garnish wages you could lean on property um but that is a whole other issue mm-hmm. um you know uh again i we sure. were talking about uh we were talking about cnn plus a couple a few weeks ago and we were talking mm-hmm. about this right. again this rebirth of of media and it, I get so excited. I talk about this a lot, and it's probably annoying, but I get really excited when I get to watch this change in the way that people consume and share information. I think we used to think that the media had to be sensational because that was the only way to hook people. Right. But the reason that I think we thought that was because if you were going to watch the news, you were going to watch the news. You were going to mm. sit down, you were going to turn on the TV, and right. you were going to watch it. Exactly. And you had other things to do. So you wanted the quick hits and you wanted the most exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, you can you got a phone, you can listen to something, you yep. can you can stream it, you, you can do whatever in the background. Um, I can't because I can only focus on one thing at a time. But I mean, you know, you can, <laughs> other people can have the trail going. Right. And now people don't trust the sensationalism as much anymore. And they also recognize that if you have an engaging enough host, you can make boring stuff like arguing about a jury instruction on agency theory really interesting. (laughs) How can you make it interesting? By teaching your viewers, by respecting them, by saying, hey, here's what's going on. Here's what's happening. Here's what they're talking. And if you understand something, you get excited about it. That's mm-hmm. that's what I have learned through uh, my lifetime of not understanding things and then trying to understand them <laughs> and getting really excited about them and not understanding why nobody else cares about monetary policy because it's so interesting. Right. But when you understand it, then you get excited about it. And so that this sh- this could be a lesson about how to really market information in a new way that doesn't distort things, that doesn't over-sensationalize things. And it also, um, it also just takes viewers seriously. This doesn't have to be trial, you know. This right. doesn't have to be the duck trial. This can be for anything. I truly, I truly believe that. Um, on to a, I, I will say, a more serious, said, um, sad topic. Um, in case you guys are not aware, there have been a, I would say, a plethora of of shootings that have that have involved multiple people. Over the past two to three weeks, um, there was a there was the one in Buffalo, there was the one in Uvalde at the oh so sick at at, at the elementary school, um, and that hits home 
it really does hit home because I have a wife who teaches out of elementary school. Mm-hmm. Like that really does hit home. And I know exactly where Uvalde, Texas is. Texas is. I'm in Texas. Like I've visited this place numerous occasions. One of my good friends who who I met in college is from that area, went to that elementary school. So a lot of the stuff really does hit home. Um, and then I know there there was like there are some recent ones, one in um Tulsa. Th- Tulsa, yes, Tulsa. There was one that w- that almost happened at, happened at a graduation party uh, in North Carolina. There was one that happened in Philadelphia uh, a couple of days ago, or yesterday, or a few days ago. Um, there, there's one that happened in Chattanooga. So, like, it's it is a sad, serious topic. Like, it is it is something that um, that regardless of what people think, um, is something that should be addressed one way or another. Now. That being said, um, again, and and I hate the whole thoughts and prayers concept or whatnot, but that is definitely something that I, I constantly do. I'm definitely praying for these people and praying for comfort and and peace because I I cannot imagine going through any of that because um, it is it's I mean oh it's, it's it's devastating. It is it's crazy to think that a lunatic. Somebody who is crazy, somebody who who does not have the same who who does not believe in the same intrinsic value of life that most Americans do will go will go forward and do some heinous act like that. Like that is 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 sickening. And and I there there are a lot of reasons for it um, as, as far as why people do what they do. There is evil in this world and whatever Whatever we try to do, there is no getting rid of evil. There is no changing the hearts of men. Like that, that's just, that's the world we live in as sick and as sad as it is. Like that is, but here's what happens after every single one of these travesties, every single one, you have your lovely politicians, the ones who, who, who have been voted in now decide to step upon these lives. And use these scenarios, not scenarios, use these these instances in which somebody decided to do something crazy and start to create criminals out of every single person that owns some sort of firearm in the world. Um, and, and let me, let me, not the world, the U.S. OK. And and. Before I before I dive into this, because I feel like I'm about to go on a rant before I dive into this, I want to say something to a lot of people out there who do not live in the United States. If you, for some reason, decide to make some stupid comment as, well, I don't understand what's up with Americans and their guns because we we don't have this situation here. And I live in this in this country. I'm just going to tell you, how about you just shut up before you put your foot in your mouth? Because I don't compare the U.S. to anybody else. You want to know why? Because I don't live there. I don't know what their structure is like. I don't know what their culture is like. Things of that nature. So if you over there living in Canada, because I got friends that live in Canada, you over there living in the U.K. and saying, we don't have these issues um, and we've decided to go about life this way, then I'm a, you, you may just want to hush your mouth because everybody, every country deals with things differently. Very much so. You don't have the same population that we do. You don't have the same accessibility to certain things that we do. Nobody says anything when when people go on stabbing sprees. Okay, so um, I'll tell people to cause pause for that. But 
you have people who are let's you have people who 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 are starting to impose uh specific acts or laws or whatever you want to call it um that that now restrict people's right to defend themselves i'd i'd and i use those terms specifically i do not i i do not use the term right to to own a gun um it is the right to self preservation the right to personal property the right to defend yourself and you, and uh and and you, and ownership of you, of your things okay so that is you all right so you have these 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 lovely little um democrats and republicans okay i'm i i i spare i promise you i don't spare anybody in this because republicans have said the same thing i saw tiktok talking about how how your republican republican president donald trump talked about red flag laws and stuff like that and i was like he ain't my he ain't my president so you better kick rocks with that too um talked about that so they the the democrats led they are leading this of course but they are starting to they, they want to enact new laws um as far as raising the age to own a fire a rifle let me say a rifle from 18 to 21 because the 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 current age to own to legally own a handgun is 21 the age to own a rifle is 18 what's now, the age to vote 18 okay just make sure yeah age to drink 21 age what's to smoke age to, 21 what's the age to join the military 18 just check yeah oh no yeah <laughs> yeah um, and so they, they're doing all kinds of things. Okay. And, and this is nothing new. I've, I, and I, they've been trying to do things even prior to these mass shootings. Um, it, it's things with the eight things that the ATF is doing and so forth. So all of these things that are happening. Um, but Amanda, I got a question for you. Okay. Do you know how many gun laws are currently on the books on a federal level? How many gun laws are on the books on a federal level? On a federal level. Yes. Off the top of my head, I don't. I either want to say it's zero or a heck of a lot. Because on a on the state level, there yeah. are tons. Yes, yeah. there's a lot on the federal level and a lot okay. on the state level. Okay. Federal level, twenty thousand laws. Okay. Twenty thousand. Now that's a lot. I, as somebody who 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 who's wearing a hoodie that says all gun control is racist, and I'm a firm believer in that, one hundred percent. I'm hugely a firm believer in that. Um, because of how it's enacted and, and where it stems from and and how it gets and, and how people push forth gun control today. Um, it is 100%. It, it, it 100% affects people, and I hate using this term, but people of color. Um, it, it affects minorities more so than it does anybody else in the, in the United States. It just does. That's a fact. Um, but there are 20,000 plus laws on a federal level against firearms. Now, if anybody wants to sit here and tell me that one more law would have changed any outcome of what has happened, please let me know. I am dying to hear. Please let me know what law that you would have done. What law would you have put in place that would have changed anything? Because you can't say it's background checks because I mean, well, one, you can't say it's anything because killing people is against the law. It it is anything that you decide to do that puts forth another restriction to keep 
and I hate using this because people will say this is a right talking point and you sound like a Republican, things that nature. Things that you would, something that you would put into place to restrict somebody's ability to own a firearm does no good at all. It does not. It only keeps the, it only keeps the people, the good guys with guns who stop every single shooting with with a gun of some sort good guys with guns stop more shootings than bad guys stop a whole lot of shootings okay that being said all that it does it keeps me somebody who will never ever pick up a firearm and use it on somebody unless they are threatening my life or the life of my loved ones and and you are now making you now turning me into a criminal they're sitting here talking about banning all all types of a, an AR style platform, okay? Which, in my mind, is is like I, I don't see why you would want to do that because you're taking if one that is an act of aggression, it's an act of violence, and I will explain that here in a minute, okay? Please do. If, if, <laughs> but do you do go go yeah, and then so, come back and explain? So I, and and I, I, I'll touch on that. So that's an act of violence, an act of aggression. You are now putting me at a disadvantage if I so choose to to hand over whatever firearm you want me to at a disadvantage when somebody breaks into my home and tries to threaten my life. I don't know about anybody else in this world, but I will say this. If I am going to use some sort of force to stop a threat, I want the most efficient and the one that is going to do the least amount of damage to everybody surrounding me. So that is, I hate to break it to you, it's not a bat. It's not throwing knives that are not accurate, that, that, that have the ability to hit somebody else or whatnot. It is a firearm that is going to put a stop to said threat that is coming towards me, putting them down, and then we move on. That is the most efficient. That's the most effective. That is the in my opinion and and it's going to take a lot to sway my opinion to believe it's to to, for, to something else but in my opinion it is the most effective and there should be no reason why you would make it make a hindrance for somebody who wants to preserve life or for anything who cares what they want it for i don't care what you want your firearm for as long as you're not using it on other people okay but for you to make some sort of some sort of statement of, oh, well, we need to get all the firearms away from everybody, or we need to do this, we need to do that. What additional law, which will make it 20,001 on the federal level, would have prevented any of these? We already have background checks on a federal level. You only you already have to be 18, okay? Not every single state, you, you, you can, because it's on state levels, you can't purchase specific firearms at every single state level, okay? The High capacity magazines, um, things of that nature. You, you, you're not allowed to carry a firearm in a school. Like all of the, there are so many different laws on the books. I do not understand why we think that one more is going to make a difference. They call it common sense gun reform. I don't know about you, but I'm trying to figure out what else you're trying to do because none of it makes any sense to me. Sorry, go ahead. No, and that's all. And that's the the critique that I've heard most often from people is, you know, the proposals that are coming down would not 
attend, would not arrest the majority of gun violence that we see. Most gun violence is committed with handguns. Yes. Um, Most gun violence is fortunately not mass shootings. Correct. um, But it's committed by different people. It's committed by different perpetrators. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when we hear about mass shootings, we hear that people had these guns legally. When we hear about gun violence in Chicago, um, I think, you know, we're, we're at maybe a, a thousand people now, 900 something people this year who have who have died of gun violence in Chicago. We hear a lot of times the guns that weren't purchased legally. Um, and and so you've got a situation in Chicago a lot of times where only criminals do have guns. Um, but one thing that uh, that stands out to me is something that I've heard from a lot of people, including our, our president, Joe Biden, is. Why, Maurice, why does anyone need an AR-15? My the Maurice Jones need- answer to that is yeah. it's none of your it's none of your effing business. It is none of your business why I need it. But I but if you but if you want the the husband, the future father type thing, it is that is the most effective tool that I can use to protect against my family if some threat imposes on them it is there's no doubt about it i'm i'm not sending i'm not sending any rpgs handguns are not as effective as an ar they're not as easy to control um most people are more accurate with rifles from a long distance than they are with handguns like let's be real that is the most effective tool that i can use to protect myself my family my loved ones and any sort of threat of, for, 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 for um, uh, and under imminent danger. Sorry. No, I mean, I, I wanted to hear that answer because that's, <laughs> that's what I keep on hearing is why should uh, Americans own AR-15s? Why should Americans be able to own weapons of war? Is an AR-15 a weapon of war? Now the, you, you will, I, I feel like I'm about to make a whole lot of Republicans mad, but any I deem any sort of firearm is is a weapon of war because mm-hmm. it can be used like mm-hmm. it, the intent of a firearm is to stop a threat like whether now if you're going to ask, hey, have AR-15s been used in war? The answer is no. Um, now you can say an AR style. Yes. M4. That's an AR style. Like, I mean, it's it's there's a few differences or whatnot, but it, they're not vast as, as far as how they operate and how they run. Okay. Yeah. So then again, that is, that is what we keep on hearing is, you know, you, you ban the AR 15s, you get rid of the problem. Unfortunately you don't. Um, right. yeah, even if we could take away all the AR 15s in, in America, which is not you likely. Um, no, no. we also, I mean, we have, we have a, a supply of guns directly directly adjacent to us um, that criminals can obtain. This is different from a lot of places in Europe. This is this is different from a lot of places around the world. There's mm-hmm. always going to be the threat of resupplying people who are who are very ill. There's always going to be the threat of illegally resupplying people with dangerous weapons. Right. Um, so that that was that was one thing that I I wanted to ask is you know why does anyone need an AR-15? Um, then, <laughs> it's none of your effing business, but <laughs> right. Well, and I, I have to say, and this is this isn't my 
response necessarily, but I do find the idea that you don't need something is never, is not usually going to work with an American. No. I don't know. You don't, why you need that is not going to cause most Americans to be like, you know what, you're right, maybe I shouldn't. Like that, why do that's, you need a brand new car? Why? Yeah, why do you, nobody needs, right. as, as Bernie Sanders would say, nobody needs 18 brands of deodorant at the store. Right. You don't need that. Exactly. Why do you, um, and so why do you need is, is not really, it's rhetoric, but it's, it's not worked for anything mm. else. Right. Um, I don't feel like it's the strongest argument. Someone no, needs or doesn't need an AR-15. Not at all. And um, and I mentioned the People's Republic of Texas that is having a gubernatorial election coming up here in November. Um, we have the idiot that is Robert, Robert Francis. Yes, <laughs> Robert Francis. Um, some people call him Beto O'Rourke. Some people call him Beta Rourke. Some people call him Rob- Robert Francis. Um, all that, but he is running for our governor. So he tried to run for our for for, for a Texas senator. Um, for 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 a senator lost to Ted Cruz, um, by I think it was like it was like fifty six to forty four or so. Then, um, then ran for president and failed miserably. And he had the the um the 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 statement of his of his thing of hell yes we're coming for your AR fifteen during AK forty sevens. Okay, which which ironically enough, he said in the state of Texas, like he had a debate in the state of Texas. Okay, and then um, so he says that he makes that statement in 2019 or so, 2018, 2018, makes that statement and then turns around. And when he's running for governor, he kind of backtracks and says, you know what? No, I don't want to take anybody's firearms away if you already have them, if you this, that, and the third or whatnot. Um, he said that back in February. As he, of course, because as he's running for the governor of Texas, like Democrat or Republican, Texans, we love firearms. Like, I mean, whether you're voting blue or you're voting red or you're voting gold or you're not voting at all, there are firearms and, and everybody fires them. Like, like, let's be real. Everybody shoots them. And if you're going to sit here and tell, tell people that, that yes, we're coming for your firearms, then they're going to be like, a, mm, probably shouldn't vote for you. So he backtracks. But then, oh my gosh, then in a small, like little, I guess you could say he was like in a little city hall type thing said, there's no need for anybody to own a weapon of war, an AR-15. And then he says, Yes. And if you currently own one, I don't believe that you should that you should own it. And we're going to come for them. Now, here is why I say this is an act of violence. OK, this is this is an act of aggression and act of violence. Okay. Yeah. Somebody comes into your house and takes something from you. OK. In my eyes, that's an act of aggression. That is you. You are you are coming against something that is not yours. That's is mine and I have every right under the sun to own it. Okay. Private property rights, however you want to deem it. Okay. Even if you want to go to the beloved second amendment, second amendment says that I can have it. Then, okay. If you want to go to, you know, Supreme court, you know what? Oh my gosh. I forgot the name, forgot the name of the two or the three um, uh, Supreme court decisions that, 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 that ruled that, Hey, yes. An AR style platform is a commonly held, right of uh firearm that 
is something that is protected. So, um, but you do all of that. If, if you say, Hey, you know what? You are no longer allowed to own this. What are you going to do? You're going to send the state goons, whether that be your local police department, your sheriff, whatever, you're going to send them to my house to try and take them from me. If I say no, what happens? Mm -hmm. I'm dead. Like, let's like that's that's what happens. And for the for the people who think that that's not the case, that very much is. This has already happened. It happened in Maryland a few some years ago. There was a guy. This is why I cannot stand red flag laws, because you're literally aggressing upon somebody. This this guy, a family member of somebody that said, hey, he's got firearms. We don't think he should own them. Blah, 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 blah. Long story short, these people came to his house and they killed him. Now, there some stuff ensued. You could be like, well, he should have just handed over the firearms. Well, why does he need to hand over his property? Like, why do you need to hand over something that you need that that, that has been deemed of nobody should no, nobody should take from you? Like, that's like, hey, hand over the keys to your house. Well, why? Well, because we said so, because we, we feel like you're not going to take care of the house properly. But hold up, what? Like, no, hand over the keys to your house or we're going to kill you. Like, that's what happens. That is literally what happens in every single one of the scenarios. And what makes it even worse is you're dealing with firearms. So, of course, the people coming to your house are even much more on high alert. So mm-hmm. they're much more, they're, they're definitely they're definitely quicker on the trigger. 100%. Daniel Shaver, 100%. The guys pull, the guy, they said a firearm was involved. The guys pull up his pants. Dude, shoots him dead. Like all these things happen. Okay. So it is 100% an act of violence. And, and imagine, and like, just think if they try to do this countrywide, and I'm not saying that they will, but let's say that they happen to do it. What happens when all the owners say no? Like, just, just think of like what happens. Then you could say, oh, well, it is a weapon of war because that's what's going to happen. You're either, either we're going to peacefully say, no. Okay, if you want to own your ARs and do stuff, you live on this side of the country. And if you don't, you live on this side of the country and then you move on. Or they say, okay, you say no, we're coming after you. And and then we delve into this thing that is going to be very graphic. And I and I don't wish that on anybody or anything, but these are the things that if you take these things to its logical conclusion, this is where you end up. Like we I'd like to think past level one. Mm-hmm. Past level, like level one is very basic. Oh, mass shooting happened. Let's take the firearm away, which makes that is very level one, like easy mode. Um, living on, I mean, you're playing Lion King on easy mode, and and, and all you got to do is 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 pounce on Zazu, like <laughs> that. Like that's what you're playing. Here we like to play things like I don't know. Um. I don't know what the hardest game that I've ever played was. Probably maybe like Halo, Gears of War. Tetris. Online. Yes, you're playing Tetris on the highest level, and it's going, and it's instead of it's like like as fast as you can go, like, and we're thinking, okay, this move right here is going to affect this, and it's going to affect this, it's going to affect this. So when you know and understand that, you know that not one single law is going to change anything at all it is not you're an idiot if you think that it is and 
one. And I think that you are 100% an aggressor. If you think, if you think that, that, that I should give up my firearms, whatever they are, because if we take a look at it, everybody's a, cause you'll hear people say, Oh, it's a slippery slope because we're not coming for all guns. Canada literally just started banning parts of handguns. Like literally they just did. And he's like, well, we're not coming for those. No, you are, you are, you 100% are. So here is what you do. You think to yourself, you go, well, Maurice, there are a lot of situations in which mass shootings, mass shootings are, are, are a problem. Okay. And, and I would say that they are, you should not fear sending your kid to school, like, and, and, and wondering, are they going to come home safe? You should not fear going to the grocery store. You should not fear going to the hospital. You should not fear going to these, into these things. Now, the, the, uh, the non solver of me could say, eh, that's life. We move on. Like you learn to look over your shoulder, which I do. But part of me would say, what's an actual solution to this? Maybe. And, and, and me being a teacher, me being an education, I feel like there are some things that I could do, um, to, to make sure one and I, and I'll be able to well arm teachers. Now, again, I'm not opposed to that at all. I'm 100% not opposed to that. If you trust these people to teach your students, then why do you not trust them with a firearm around them? Like, let's be real. If you trust them on, on, on one level of not to indoctrinate my kid and, and to just teach them what the basics is, then, then you should be able to trust them with a firearm. And I hear comments, well, I wouldn't trust the, I wouldn't trust a teacher with a firearm around my kid. Okay. So why, why is that kid going to that school? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway. Well, the trained firearm, presumably, you'd be trained in, in education. Yes. yes, exactly. And like, I'm, I mean, you're not just giving this to all teachers willy nilly. Like, like that's that's kind of like, eh, you know. But and and that's not my first go to. <clears throat> that's not at all my first go to. Mm-hmm. My first go to is this: uh, Is your school following the right procedures? Are they? Is every door locked to where the only way that you can get access to it if somebody opens it from the inside. If that is not the case, that should be your first step as an admin. Every single situation, there should not be any doors propped open at all, whenever. I hate to, I, I like, that's just, well, we shouldn't live like that. You're right, we shouldn't, but we do. There should not be a single door propped open. Like, every single door should be locked. You, We go through drills I'm a teacher. I know it's my first year, but we literally went through an active shooter drill this year. Okay. And the admin walked around and double checked and made sure, okay, this, 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 there's a reason why when in a school, if they pull a fire alarm, you don't leave the class until your principal, somebody from admin gets over the intercom and says, Hey, this is an actual fire. That is what happens. Like, so there are procedures in place to protect against these things. If like, so no, do- no doors are propped open at all. There can't be a door propped open. Every door needs to be locked. The only way that you can get in is if somebody allows you in through that. Okay. So then I know how people hate to say it. How about you get some metal detectors at the schools? Like I get it. That's the, well, I don't want my kid going to prison. Okay, you 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 talked about safety and security. That that's what you're comfortable with. If every single kid that comes to the school has to walk through a metal detector and has to walk through some sort of 
hey, let me check your stuff to make sure that we're on high alert, then maybe that should be the case. Now, I'm not saying this is for everybody and for every single school. There are a lot of schools that already have this. The schools that yep. have this, you probably don't have a whole lot of mass shootings. I went, just, I went just to a high school it out there. part like, of the time that, yeah. These are all things. Yeah. No, I was just saying, I, yeah. went, I went to a high school like, that. For these are things that you can implement. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. You're, we're we're, we're like, good. Yeah. <laughs> so there are things, th- these are two things that you can implement today, literally today. You could say, hey, teachers, front office, make sure that you are following procedures. Nobody comes into school unless you know them. At our school, we literally have an intercom system. Everybody has to go in through one door and you are not allowed in until somebody pushes a button to open the door to let you in. Like my badge won't even do that. Like literally, that's what I'm saying. So like th- there, there are precautions in place that people can do. And so these, these are things that people can already start setting up now. Then, I mean, if you want to get down to the, oh, well, how about you arm teachers? Like teachers are willing to take bullets for their children. I imagine that, that, that they would be willing to train and use a firearm on said person who was aggressing against them as well. Like, I, I think if, if I'm willing to lay down my life for a child and, and lay on top of them in order to shield, shield them from said harm, then I'm able to, to protect them in, 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 in that sense. Like th- th- there are, so, there are so many things that can be done. I think a lot of people are always going after said machine and not going after the actual people and, and ways to prevent these people from actually doing things. And it, it muddies the water. They, they try to deflect, they try to defer and they, they, they go on the backs of everybody else, as opposed to truly understanding what is the issue and how can we address it? One more law on top of the 20, 20 plus thousands that we already have is not going to help. Sorry about my little rant. No, it was perfect. I wanted you to rant. I wanted you to get a chance to talk because you know way more about this than I do. You're probably more invested in certain solutions than I do, and you have certain solutions. Um, although I did, I, I, I heard myself saying words that I never thought would come out of my mouth just because it's so memeable. <laughs> I was talking with my parents the other day, and we were talking about various gun measures and all, all the rest. And I heard myself say, the problem is, it says shall not be infringed. <laughs> and then yeah. I blacked out and I woke up just in a puddle of my own sweat. So yeah, yeah. It it is and 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 even even when, when, when people talk about that like, but it also says a rail regulated militia. And it's just like, yeah, but what is the militia? Back then, what was the militia? It was regular people. Literally. Anybody who was capable to pick up a firearm was the, was part of the militia. Like it wasn't just some specific sect of the government. It was anybody who can pick up a firearm. Yeah. And it also doesn't say for purposes, just for purposes of having a well-regulated militia. If you are in the military, you should own a fire. I mean, again, we can parse the constitution. It's been parsed. <laughs> I was just, I was actually kind of laughing at myself for the fact that I, I in fact did it. Um, I became, you know, Chad Libertarian, ah. you know, 57, but yeah, um, at any rate, no, I, I enjoyed hearing your actual common sense solutions. That is, that is, that is common sense reform. It is. 
and I almost got really, really boring and started to go into like, I was preparing like ballistics and saying like, oh, they're talking about this, this type of caliber and this type of caliber because Joe Biden says something about nine millimeter and how that can, you know, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's designed to like, what did he say? Like dissolve a lung and then, and then Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg said something about how, you know, an, an AR style platform can turn somebody to dust and things of that nature. And I was just like, well, if that's the case, I'm missing out. Somebody needs to let me know what kind of caliber I'm missing. I'm so I can turn somebody Wizard of to Oz dust. going on here. I didn't exactly. know that was a thing. Yeah, exactly. No. But I was like, mm, more like Star calibers. Wars, yeah, <laughs> or Harry Potter, all that stuff. So, um, but I, I was, I was like, eh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that. Maybe, maybe for a different time. Maybe for um, a little mini Maurice sewed. Or whatnot. I can yeah, go into the no. to the different calibers and and why it's important to have different types of firearms and things of that nature. So I think you should. I think you should, and you should also do either, you know your personal finance mini episodes. Yes. And, you know, I don't know. I'll break down the death bird verdict or something. I don't know. So I'll find something for myself to do. Right, for sure. But I think that is it. I know we have run into some technical difficulties, and hopefully, prayerfully, Justin is going to be able to piece all of this together. Thanks to the lovely internet that uh, Mr. Jones has at his house. Um, but thank you all for listening so much. Thank you for joining us on another episode. If you've made it this far, you probably rock with us just a little bit. Um, we appreciate you. Please, please, please feel free to like, share, um, like this video on the YouTubes. Please share this show with a friend, a loved one, somebody who you think is for um, gun control, which is very racist somebody who you who is definitely anti-gun control which is yours truly um and i firmly believe that all all gun laws are infringements every single last one of them um please please share the show leave us a rating and review on apple Podcasts. five stars if you think we're worth it because i know we are we're worth every bit of those five stars um uh follow us on spotify follow us on all the social medias that is at civil discord pod on Twitter at Ajax the Griff on Twitter at Civil Discord Podcast on Instagram and call at Call Me Maurice on Instagram as well. To again, please, please, please like, comment, subscribe to all of that on our YouTube page. Follow us there as well. Do all of that, and I assure you, we will be back with another episode of Civil Discord. Until then, y'all be easy and stay fierce.